This is Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello, and welcome to what is expected to be the kind of podcast episode that an angler might call a trophy catch. That is because <laughs> on this very special edition of Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell, we have a very special guest, John Vogel. John, welcome. Thanks for having me in the, in the office where I work. <laughs> so outside of John's uh, side gig as a professional fisherman, uh, he has also uh, uh, spent most of his career uh, uh, in advertising as a copywriter. And prior to taking the position of Associate Creative Director here at Bozell, John was Senior Copywriter with us. And that's what we wanted to focus in on today, the art of copywriting. John is going to explain all there is to know about copywriting, theories, strategies, trends in 30 minutes maybe 35 minutes. We're going to try to squeeze the history of, of copywriting into 35 minutes. And if we can do that, well... Should be fairly easy, right? Yeah. What could, what could go wrong? <laughs> I want to jinx it beforehand just to make things easier. <laughs> Positive mental attitude. Come on now. We can do this. We can do this. Uh, let's kick this off with with a book. You recommended this book to me a while back. Well, actually, you didn't. It, it was a social post that we did uh, focused on John was in the spotlight that day. And, and one of the books you recommended was Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. And I and, you know, I I, I had I'd never heard of the book. I didn't know about it. I didn't know it was essentially a, a Bible of copywriting of sorts. Um, a very popular book um, uh, by Luke Sullivan. Um, Tell us, you know, what it is you like about that book. What connected, what did you connect with from that book? You know, some, yeah, the, some, uh, some lessons you might have learned. The book is is aging, but it's still a pretty good guide. So Luke Sullivan uh, used to be a writer at Fallon McElligot. And uh, he's been around for a, a, a while. And the book's title is in reference to Charmin commercials from the 80s, where they had Mr. Whipple. And his thing was, don't squeeze the Charmin. Picky customers would, would go up to the product and squeeze the Charmin to see if it was a durable and pliable bathroom tissue. I don't know. That sounds disgusting now that I say it out loud. <laughs> but um, And he hated that. He hated seeing that on, on TV and like, I can do a better ad than that. Surely I can do a better ad than that. So he, he wrote the book, Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. And it's about um, ads, creating ads with the big idea baked in. And it was initially written for... You know, I would say old school media, TV, radio, print, newspaper. Print, what's that? Print, what is that? that? Uh, Those are still all uh, viable mediums, but, you know, this is now a almost, you know, 90% social world. But I think his lessons still hold true in that people are never looking for your ad. Your ad is the last thing on their mind. You're on an entertainment platform. You want entertainment. If you can create an ad that seamlessly integrates into you know what you want to want to see then you can hit it out of the park you're gold yeah well, in that book so he talks about you know the reason he, I mean, so you've kind of touched on it you know why he became a copywriter that's you know you kind of answered the question why he became a copywriter why why you why why did you want to be i wanted to do something uh involving art and creativity and uh i meddled in architecture for a little bit 
Bedroom. Architecture. Architecture. George Costanza over here. All right. <laughs> uh, I also uh, considered advertising because you had a chance to be creative more often, which really appealed to me. Um, I had a few early internships at some local agen- local competitive agencies, which I'm extremely grateful for. Mm-hmm. And once I was in that world and saw how things were done and saw how an ideation session happens, I was... I was pretty hooked. Pardon and, the fishing pun, not intended, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and and you were and you wanted to your your role. You wanted to be a, a, a writer. I mean, it wasn't you know getting into graphics or design. Uh, the the words is what 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 drew you. Um, perhaps yeah. I'm probably a closet art director, and I do have fondness for the written word, and it's probably the ability to play in both worlds okay the, the ability to um actually just starting with the idea first what is this ad about what are we trying to accomplish how do we empathize with the consumer uh how do we empathize with what she's doing in relation to to the product and coming up with a larger idea and it was just the ability to play in the idea world first eventually we we, we, we separate and do our own disciplines you know, I will write the website copy. I will write the positioning statement, the tagline, the headlines. But that initial idea stage is, it's, it's what really attracts me the most. You're good at that. I, I, I've noticed it in the, in the projects that we've worked on. You know, I'm one of those guys, I'm just like, all right, let's go. I'll zoom. All right. I'm going to go right. And you're like, whoa, 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 dude. Now, why, what, why are we doing this? Are what are we, we doing? Why? What's the point of this? What's our goal? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to go right. And I'm, the, I'm, and I'm gone. I'm the contrarian that just starts asking <laughs> questions and probably. But that's because you're smart people. and I'm not. That's, that was my point mm. there. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Jim, you're um, intelligent. <laughs> well, let's get into some, you know, your philosophy. I want, I want to pick your brain on, um, on copywriting, um, your approach. So you started to touch on that. Let, do you have a set of a set of goals when we sit down with a, a new client, a new project? Um, you know, a, a process that all right, we're going to start with this goal, and then I'm going to go to this goal, and then this goal. What's your, your uh, the process? overall goal? Is to move product. Sure. You know, they've hired us for a purpose, <laughs> and uh, contrary to popular belief, we are not in it for the awards. Awards, oh. awards are nice. They're a pat on your back from they're a pat on your back from from your peers, and it feels good to know that you're executing to a high degree, a fit and finish. But the real goal and what we pride ourselves on, that's that's results. I believe the way to achieve these goals. I believe. What has worked for me in the past, what shows up on on case studies, is finding what your brand can authentically say, what your customer is looking to hear, and what's not being said in the industry. For any product or service you're targeting, um, you have a similar product, and you're talking to similar individuals. Okay. And naturally, there'll be 10 brands. Okay. And despite hiring really creative agencies, sometimes... The end result is still similar-looking ads. Knowing that our um, we're competing for um, attention space, mind space, um, standing out from that sea of sameness while still having a meaningful message is is paramount. 
And that kind of gets back to some of what Luke Sullivan talks about in Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. You want to have uh, conceptual-based um, advertising and messaging that just stands out. Because toilet paper is toilet paper. What, what are you going to say that's different about the other guy's toilet paper? Right? I mean, right. I, you, could present it with, you could present it with bears. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about humor. So, so with, with, you know, let's continue on this role that we're on with toilet paper. You see what I did there? Um, <laughs> so they used humor, but but you but humor is maybe not appropriate for all products. Like I mean, or or is it? Can, you know, humor in advertising is there a place for it? I mean, can can you can you be uh, writing an advertisement for a funeral home and still use humor effectively? Or is that like oh that that's the one spot? You know, we're talking about death here. We we're, we this is nothing funny about that. Or or can you? Uh, I think you can. I never really approach anything uh, thinking humor first or thinking anything first. I guess it's um, it needs to be a meaningful piece of communication. Um, I did see an ad for a, a funeral home. It was um, celebrating lives well lived. So they showed uh, an old timey photo of a teacher taught 20,000 kids how to read celebrating lives well lived so it was it was pretty different yeah. from a traditional funeral home ad and it was a nice way to celebrate life and i thought that was that's really meaningful um somewhere in the world i hope there is a funeral home that does use hu- humor like you're people are dying to get in here <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> people are dying to use our service so that's probably going too far but I know what you mean yeah. but yeah, yeah humor is never like uh, in my mind the way to the way to start concepting I mean ideation will always involve some humor sure uh, funeral homes if you're listening when, you're, <laughs> when your agency starts concepting there will be some humorous, awful, bad ideas because that's what what happens. Yeah. Uh, Someone to the writers' room in SNL. There's, I'm sure, the ideas that are on the floor uh, are not prime time appropriate. But eventually, they get to the stuff. They get to the good stuff. They get to the real, meaningful messaging. Okay. It's part of the process. It's just part of the process. Okay. All right. Um, something else I wanted to ask you about artificial intelligence. So. I just checked this out. I, you, I, you, I read you know your on here. I read your interview qu- questions prior to this, and I got online and I okay. paid the I paid the fifty bucks to try out Jasper Oh, okay, yeah. So well, and so the the, the setup here is there. There's there's artificial intelligence. There's companies who say that they can create copy, do copywriting for you at a fraction of the cost, and and it's all artificially artificial intelligence. You know, generated you know by machines. So, I mean, what are your thoughts, man versus machine? Can, can, how, do, how was it? Uh, really interesting and kind of spooky. Oh, no. Okay. So, are we, are uh, we out of a job here? Not yet. Okay. No, not at all. Okay. Um, you, you go online, you get a subscription, you um, say you want a blog post intro. Uh, you can type in your topic, you can, you can type in your, five key messaging points and then Jasper is going to spit out some copy. The copy is pretty straightforward. Uh, 
it kind of sounds like Wikipedia in that it's, you know, just the facts. Mm-hmm. But knowing how fast AI advances and knowing this is version 1.0, 2.0 and 3.0 might get pretty spooky. So what, what Jasper can't do is find that innovative hook, the innovative idea that can create a really great campaign, that can create an idea that lives anywhere. Um, you know, right now we're, we, we talk a lot about omni, omni-channel messaging, and that requires a great big idea that fits tiny spaces. It's hard to define, but it, it's, it's an idea that um, you can put on TV, you can put on a postage stamp, it works great on, on a t-shirt. It can inspire a 30 second script. It can inspire five second video clips. That's the big idea that yeah. that Hey Whipple talks about quite a bit. Jarvis right now is unable to do that. So um, I have five more years to learn about realty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think- um, Well, I mean, well, we talked about humor. I, I'm assuming that's, that's it seems to me, I, I would think that's one thing that that they might be ch- that the artificial intelligence might be challenged at, no? Uh, or or heartfeltness, like you said, it sounds more like a Wikipedia, like it sounds like a robot, maybe. Mm-hmm. Make me feel better, John. Tell me, tell me, it's <laughs> it's not going to happen. There's still, you know, if if you're writing for, so even in content, there's going to be a sea of sameness, and. People don't want to read average content. They're looking for an inspired piece or inspired information that satisfies their need for entertainment and education. So if we have Jasper just pumping out essentially copy for SEO so the internet knows that you're updating your website constantly, sure, that's great. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. But in terms of being the author that you want to follow, I don't know if it's if it's there just the doesn't have the emotional connection yet doesn't have the emotional connection and it's not playing it's not playing jazz with the english language mm. more like a disco uh it's got a nice steady <laughs> drum beat <laughs> all right i was trying to think of a boy it knows uh... it knows a few chords okay it knows um, the g the c and the d yeah but you can go a long ways with that <laughs> you can, do, Cash you can did, do a lot with Johnny those three Cash chords did a lot with a couple chords yeah yeah there you go you mentioned SEO. I was going to ask you about that. Um, so when you're when you're writing some copy, are you thinking about SEO? What I wanted to ask is, do you think of the SEO? Look at the SEO first and think about that, then write your copy, or do you write your copy first and then go back and see, all right, now how can I make this SEO friendly? It's a little bit of both. So you're writing for two audiences at the same time. You need you need to sound like you're writing for a human being. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, um, know that Google is watching. So yeah. it's nice to have your your keywords ahead of time, know them by heart. So when you start to when you start to write, it feels natural. You're using them naturally, and it's not it's not forced. Uh, then you'll want to do a little bit of editing and kind of go back see what's missing. I'm, I'm just thinking about like for healthcare copy. If you're talking about, gosh, I've written copy for for you know cancer care, and it's uh, highly emotional and highly compassionate, and you have to put your 
arm around someone's shoulder. You have to push that emotion through a screen while talking about specific types of care. Yeah, that's tough. It is tough, but in a good way. I'm just, I'm really right now just thinking about job security. Um, let's talk about uh, uh, jargon, some, you know, uh, modern jargon, mm. uh, and, and you know, using words like goat or woke or uh, OMG or, or YOLO, stuff like that, um, or words like that. That that everybody you know has a lot more access because of social media. Everybody's familiar with those with that kind of lingo, that jargon. Um, what are your feelings about using little catchphrases, little uh, jargonish yeah. type words like that in 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 copy? Um, is you is you feel? I, I think I know you what you're have to say. Do, you have to be a pretty cool brand to, to use okay. to use jargon because. Uh, Something that's used in the common vernacular, once a brand gets a hold of it, it's like, it's like dad starts using your, your language. Like, come on, dad, why are you doing that? Yeah. Uh, I do kind of have an arrogant belief that a brand should be a creator of jargon as well. Mm, okay. Or a, a creator of a, you know, a saying. Yeah. Brands do have that power, but as far as getting in on the jargon like a think differently just do it think differently you know uh gosh there was a campaign in the 90s i love you man for bud light everyone was saying that for quite a while yeah love you man um this conversation also expands into memes yeah yeah um i just saw one where burger king did the they had the king do the original tiktok dance and i just thought Oh man! I did not see that one, but that, yeah. By the by, the time that dance that sounds tired has or one of the original TikTok. I know, yeah, I, yeah. By the time sure that, uh, it's circled through through social media, that happens in a week, yeah, or or you know, or less, yeah. Um, by the time a a brand gets a hold of it, it's just we've been there. Yeah, we've already had, we've already had the high. We've already had the fun. You're late to the party. Yeah, we've, we're on to the new thing. If anything, I would hope a, um, maybe maybe brands could get influencers to to start a meme. Uh, there was something on Carhartt. I don't Carhartt. I don't know how I got on <laughs> on the Instagram wormhole where I, where I was being fed Carhartt stuff. But there was a meme, and it was just people putting on like you know people putting on their Carhartt overalls, and someone had the the line. Our car hearts are on. We're putting our car hearts are on. Car hearts are on. It's it is it's the most mundane uh, language, but when put with videos of people, you know, putting their car hearts on with pride and getting after it and getting it done, yeah. people caught on. And I don't know how many people use that statement, but it was it was a nice little meme that I think either originated with customers or with an influencer that's how it should be done yeah i can see it being an influencer that's an interesting brand because uh i have a daughter in high school and in carhartt uh knit caps and and you know hoodies carhartt is like a hip cool thing like that kids are wearing now i mean and it's like you, you see that on the work on the work sites you know, with the overalls and the, you know, all the uh-huh. rugged gear. And now you've got these, you know, urbanite kids where, you know, it's, it's an, inter- it's interesting. Uh, 
how, and I don't, I don't know how it came to be. I should research that sometime. How, how that, you know, how that happened. But I don't know how Carhartt's that, cool. I don't know how that pendulum swings or yeah. how to predict that next thing. But it's, it's nice to know that Carhartt has a. Oh, I love Carhartt. It's not, it's not street cred. It's construction site cred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I asked Tim, Tim, Tim Young. He's a our creative director here at Bozell. Um, I picked his brain because he's worked a lot with you. You guys have worked a lot together. And his his first thing he said was like, "John's the big idea guy. Um, he he you know he's he has a way of you know exploring creative from multiple perspectives and coming up with like hundreds of ideas." Um, all at once and 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 he's like and this is what he said make sure you ask him like did you train your brain to do that i mean how I, how do you i kind of how do you come up with all your great <laughs> ideas john uh yeah you do kind of have to, to train your brain and it's an ongoing process um i can remember in college having all these ideas it was a it was a true chore even Henny, even landing a a competent idea ready for ready for view was was tough but it just takes a lot of practice and eventually it comes down to just being able to pivot your viewpoint around a, a topic and uh, like let's take hot sauce it's something we've all all experienced but how many different ways can you talk about hot sauce there's uh, you can take the bottle and do some visu- visual executions it's so hot that this bottle is like a Molotov cocktail. You can uh, talk about it in terms of uh, pain. What types of pain? Is the, do you like the pain? Is it just a subtle, a subtle burn? Um, you can talk about how food reacts to the hot sauce. Is the food happy that hot, hot sauce is on it? Um, you could talk about uh, the adventurous palate and wanting to try some new hot sauce. I hope you get where I'm going. There's yeah, just, there's well, just... and that's the that's the that's the artist uh, in you. And and for me, like I, I would get, I would hear, you know, uh, the the pain part. Like you'd meant, let's talk about the pain, and I'd be like, yeah, that's it. And then I just would, I you know, I'd zero in on that and focus in on that. When who knows? I mean, yeah, Barry may well be the idea that you land on eventually, but you don't want to stop at that. And you have that, that gift to just keep going. Yeah. Well, that, that could be it, but I want to keep going because who knows, there might be a better idea coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard to do because I'll hear that, uh, which, you know, talking about the pain, that could be a great idea and I'll get stuck on that and just like, uh, stay hyper-focused on that because yeah. that, that's, that's really good. It's really, and, and then, and then, but then you shut down and so you have this it's gift. It's really to easy going. to fall in love with like your first idea yeah. and that's okay. You can recognize the, I never have a it's great hard. idea on my first try. It's uh, usually the, you know, I can concept for an hour on day one. And concepting for an hour on day two is usually easier. For some reason, your brain has processed it. But um, just for the sake of, of due diligence, yeah, you have that great idea. But keep going because you never know when that, like the fifth idea might be even better. Yeah. At some time, you have to know when to quit. Yeah. You know, we are, we are charging by the hour, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it does, it does, it does pay off. Yeah. You know, ang- so many different angles to approach solving the problem and I'm still learning. 
I didn't expect to have a new learning curve, like mid-career, but it's kind of interesting. There's, again, in, in social, you're going to come across a lot of sea of sameness. You're going to see a lot of, uh, I did a little survey. I wanted to know what, uh, going back to fishing, what the top fly fishing brands were doing on social. And granted, fishermen want to see fantastic scenery and huge fish and yeah. just people living the life. But yeah. all the brands were trying to do the exact same thing. And I couldn't tell their social feeds apart. What were th- And what was that? Just um, beautiful photography. Yeah. There needs to Bright be some. Colors. There needs to be some angle, or mm-hmm. or some or some reason to tune in. Um, besides, hey, check us out. We're part of the fishing lifestyle. You mentioned we we talked about the uh, Mr. Whipple. You, you, do you think? And it, part of the argument that they uh, you talked about in that book was it was the stupidest campaign ever. It was just, I mean, it was absolutely st- stupid. It, you know, the squeezing the Charmin. But they sold a record number of, of rolls of toilet paper. Do you think, one, do you think that uh, a, a quote-unquote st- stupid kind of an ad like that could work today? And would you be okay with that? Are you okay with, with Mr. Whipple? I mean, you said the, 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 the first goal and main goal is to move product, to sell product. Mm-hmm. Are you, would you be okay with with a, a Mr. Whipple today, if it moved that uh, I much think product, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a way to to sell product without without being uh, irritating. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, but... you know, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and those general commercials. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're awful. But I'm sure they move a lot of product. I would, I would hope, I would, I would hope that we uh, could move just as much Charmin without irritating half of your. Yeah. audience yeah well before we go though i gotta ask you uh, uh, three quick questions um i think i share i kind of shared these with you so you could uh you know think about it a little bit mm-hmm. except for the last one but anyway we'll start with the first one um what's your favorite piece of copy as far as a, a one-liner a tagline a slogan that you have created uh for a client ever um Actually, one that I like quite a bit is Never Ran, and it wasn't even for a client I had. I was just uh, looking at some, uh, I think looking at a local Addie's book, and there were some ads for uh, Modern Monks Brewery, so these monks support themselves by brewing beer. Uh I thought, that's pretty cool. Maybe I should just write some lines for that, and one, one line was... Water in the wine wouldn't have been our first choice. Modern Monk's Brewery. And, you know. <laughs> That's good. That's it's good. kind of fun. It, it means it means we're, yeah, we're monks. Yeah. But we're not going to take anything. We take, our, we take ourselves seriously, but we can still have some fun. That's good. That's gold. And, it, and that, that, it gets better the more you think about that with the religious, you know, connotation there. It's, one of, it's one of the That's few good. times you can talk about religion and go. Oh, yeah, that is kind of funny. Yeah, that's good. That's now good. we need to back away immediately from the topic. <laughs> well, what about, um, what about somebody, something uh, somebody else wrote? Your, your favorite uh, tagline, slogan? Yeah. That, that, uh, so there was an agency, uh, Carmichael Lynch, and they used to have the Harley Davidson account. And they did some print ads that were just all-time fantastic headlines. I hope... I hope they turn these print ads into posters and offer them on like as as merch 
The image was like this guy on a motorcycle in uh, in Monument Valley, Arizona. Just huge, expansive spaces. He's feeling the freedom, and the headline was, Somewhere on an airplane, a man is trying to open a small package of peanuts. <laughs> so it's... <laughs> It's the dichotomy of ultimate freedom with like ultimate painful confinement. You can just picture this this yeah, guy that's good. with his his knees in his chest fumbling with this tiny little packet of of peanuts and it's just you know, he's on the red <laughs> eye, it's just uncomfortable and here's yeah. this guy here's this other guy just feeling the freedom. And I thought that's that good. was I thought that was great. That's gold. So my third question was uh have you ever come up with a great line of copy, uh, been inspired in, in the middle of a stream, fly fishing, um, or is it, or, or when you're out there in the stream, are you completely unplugged? Or is there anything that you, you've brought back from a, from a, maybe not, maybe not in that moment, but you've, you've come back and been inspired by being out there and connecting with, you know, with nature and, and I, reeling in a trout? I guess, um, these are not my words, but um, someone told me that uh, writers should be students of life. So maybe it's not so much as just being in, inspired by being on a stream, but just being observant and taking it all in. And maybe down the road, there's there's something from that moment that that is useful to you. I'll buy that. And it's the same Something it's, that it's, just it's, pops it's, into your head suddenly when you and, and you know it's it's stored away in your memory and yeah and, and who knows when or why that might pop out later but but it's the same way with raising kids or babysitting or being a dog owner eventually you'll want to you know use that to relate to someone down the line sometimes i think writers are professional empathizers hmm, you why? know we just have to step into someone else's shoes professional empathizer <laughs> I don't know if I would get hired with that <laughs> it sounds a little a little wishy-washy it's a one page resume that's all I got right there professional empath- empathizer and it's it's printed on like soft fuzzy paper <laughs> <laughs> nice well John hey as I said this is this has been a, 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 a very engaging conversation and I'm, I'm glad you got to come in and share some of your wisdom with us a lot of your wisdom with us I appreciate it um, if you liked this podcast go ahead and uh, do us a kindness and, and give us a like a little thumbs up and if you really really were into it you know we love to get reviews we'd love to hear from our millions of listeners out there in podcast land leave us a review and uh, you know we would really appreciate that. So, well, until next time, uh, this is your host, Jim Mingi, signing off from the Bozell Studios at 2215 Harney Street, somewhere in middle America. Mm-hmm.